Welcome to Joiners, the podcast with Tim and Danny, where we explore the world of hospitality by chatting with its most colorful characters. Sounding very raspy still from that bong hit, Danny. I sure am. Yeah, Tim and I. It's been two months, man. (laughs) You're still still under the weather. Dude, that bong rip was no joke. You're Um, all going to learn about that soon enough. Hopefully the video is posted by the time this is aired. Yeah, I mean. Actually, probably it won't be. Oh, maybe. There's a chance. It could be. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, Danny, I was out at the farm last weekend, and uh, I don't believe I've told you this, but I had a an interesting wildlife spotting. Hmm. Three bald eagles. Wow. Three of them. Hanging out together? Hanging out together. Rolling dice? Rolling dice. Wow. <laughs> Joe Briglio style. <laughs> Rolling insane. dice at the bar. Playing left, right, center? Yeah. Uh, no, but Whoa. it was like two, two like adult bald eagles and then one younger one that's like way bigger than the older ones wait well how did you know the age differences um because the younger ones don't have bald heads so a bald eagle has white tail feathers and a white head but they don't that doesn't show up to like they're four or five years old wow um but this eagle it's like kind of like molting so they get speckled smaller as they get older this just happened to be a a i don't know what the deal is this thing's huge though and it like dwarfs the other two are you sure it was a bald eagle i'm 100 percent sure were you microdosing or macrodosing (laughs) that's funny actually uh shannon had a really interesting idea a couple days ago uh, and I don't know. I'll share it with you as long as you don't steal it. Offline it's a really good idea. Online, <clears throat> online I'm going to tell oh, you right now. I'm very excited. So we were kind of cleaning out the refrigerator and going through the spice drawer. You know, you accumulate a lot of shit. You, yeah. need, you need things for, you know, you need half a teaspoon of something for a recipe and then you never need Aleppo peppers again. Yeah. But oh, although the spaghetti from the Lula cookbook. Aleppo pepper. There's Aleppo a lot pepper, of it in that baby. cookbook, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Shannon's like, what if grocery stores had vending machines with micro doses of the seasonings? seasonings? So if you need like, well, you do a little bit of saffron, which I know saffron. Well, you, bad I mean, Whole salt. Foods has like, there's like bulk spices. That's what I said. I'm like, there is the bulk spice thing. And she's like, but is that comprehensive? And I, and I didn't really remember. And it's I haven't pretty comprehensive. It okay. So that is the way to do it. And then you're charged by the ounce or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, but how cute is that idea where you go to a no, gumball machine, awesome. you get a little bit of turmeric and like a little sweet. sack. Yeah, that'd be yeah. sweet. It's a good idea. It's worth exploring. Yeah, it's And think of the margins. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, three eagles flying and then like one landed in a tree and I got my dad a, um, a telescope for Christmas a couple years ago yeah. that he let sit in the garage for two years. Until I thought I it was just a monocle. Just try to listen to my story. <laughs> and uh, so we trained uh, the telescope on the tree and we got like a nice close up view of this eagle. And then we got distracted and did something else. And then my dad goes, hey, you guys, one of the eagles is eating something on the river. It was very cold. The river was frozen over. Hmm. And we look, and we like pull the telescope over and we're looking at it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I think it's eating a beaver. And I'm like, that's sickening. And then um, we looked at it for a while and we realized it was actually just eating a goose. <laughs> and for some reason, it was much more palatable for me to realize. That yeah, it was why like is that eating another better? bird? I think just seeing a bird eat a mammal is kind of jarring. Hmm. I guess I don't think of it that way. But yeah, have you ever, have you ever seen something like that in the wild? No, I'm definitely eating not. Another animal? Oh uh, yeah, on safari. It's really? pretty gnarly. Oh, yeah, you went to a safari wedding, didn't you? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, how did that work? That sounds like a very expensive. It was very wedding. cool. It was a very uh, sweet wedding to go to. Mr. Captain Cuts, Ryan Raven's wedding. Oh, Captain Cuts. Yeah, yeah. Our music producer. He's South African. So, um, oh, really? This was like kind of a, a place that meant a lot to them. Was a safari integrated into the wedding? Or yeah, was that, the wedding like, took place on, on safari. 
Whoa. It was wild, yeah. Were there animals at the wedding? Um, I mean, close by. And then we were like doing different, you know, game drives or whatever every day. Wow. It was pretty special. That's an ambitious wedding. Yeah, very it was cool. very cool. Um, well, yeah. speaking of ambition. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of cool people. That's right. Yeah, we had a cool one in the studio today. We had Adrian from The Infatuation. Yeah, if you're Adrian into food at all, yeah, you know The Infatuation. You probably get their emails. You probably follow them on social media like I do. Yeah. You look at their lists to see if your favorite restaurants made it. You I check sure out their do. reviews. I love to engage with the the trolls on social media. Or I guess I no, don't you like don't to engage. engage. Yeah, you but like, I like to, to sit in the observe. weeds and yeah, read yeah, and yeah, like 100%. rub your hands together and watch <laughs> yeah. the chaos unfold. 100%. Yeah, yeah I am the same way. It's so good. It's seldom that that happens. When it does, it's, it can be really funny. I think it's also just interesting to get the the opinions of the masses. Like when Infatuation puts up a review or a rating. It's, never, can, the, it's never the masses. It's well, the opinions the of trolls, very yeah. outspoken people who feel Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting to, under, like, to try to think about why they get so triggered by those types of things. That would be a really interesting segment to bring a therapist or some sort of psychologist on the pod and be to like, break it down to break down troll comments. Like yeah. what? And maybe even have the trolls on and be like, what's really going on? Yeah, here? Tell You're us. not really that mad at a food writer. Are you? <laughs> yeah. What's going on personally <laughs> that your favorite fireplace spot didn't make the list. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Scofflaw made the list. Yeah, Shout out Scofflaw. You have two fireplaces. We do. And one in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, this was cool because uh, I've been a subscriber to the Infatuations newsletter for years. I think I started following them during the pandemic, maybe 2020, and uh, it was cool to kind of you know lift the hood and peek at how everything works there. Adrian's been there for a long time for uh, the Chicago market. Now she's graduated into a more senior role where she's overseeing other markets and, and strategy um, and stuff. Yep, yep. Um, so it was cool to pick her brain and hear about how that all operates. It's a good conversation. So without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with Adrian Kane. We are cooking. Cooking. Adrian, welcome in. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you just moved. Where did you move from? Well, I mean... We we just moved from the West Loop to the West Loop. Okay, I did nice. I did a West Loop to West. That's yeah. a big journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved like three blocks. And it's at a point now where I'm sort of saying that apologetically, you know, like yeah. like where do you live? The West Loop. And then I feel like I need to give a bunch of like excuses. Caveats. Yeah, yeah. but well, it's not one of these buildings, or it's not in yeah. this part of the West Loop. But I feel similarly. Um, but I mean, it is the center of restaurants, which is pretty perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of you know. On the outskirts where it's not, you're not in, you know, you're not on Fulton Market. Nope. And we were actually. That, that oh, is really? Kind of, yeah. We were very close to like Rosemary. And, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, and Front we, and center. Yeah. And we moved um, <laughs> right next to a, to a high rise that we got to watch bloom. Um, yeah. My uh, view was taken by a high rise right, a yeah. year ago. <laughs> yes. And then, and then the adjacent view is also yeah, that's endangered exactly. as well. Yeah. We moved into a place with like floor to ceiling windows and then it was like floor to ceiling windows peering into some like empty office space windows. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Not ideal. Where's your office? Um, we work out of a co-working space. Oh, nice. So yeah, we'll work out of a, we work when we're all together. When, how often does the full team get together? No, it it really depends. Um, You know, we definitely get together about once a week, but we're always like going out to dinner, doing different meals. So there's a lot of like FaceTime 
you know? Yeah. Um, so. How do you determine who does what and who checks out what place? Ooh. Ooh. Um, well, you know, it really is. Well, how structured do you want me to get here? Like, you know, everyone structured has. Structured as you want to be. Everyone <laughs> has their um, their proclivities, right? So, you know, the Chicago team, we've got John, we've got Veda, we've got me, we've got um, Nick, our editor. So when we're, like, divvying up research, new openings, whatever's coming down the, the pike, so to speak, um, you know, we'll assign out what makes sense. Um, and different people like different things, Right. So, you know, John loves ramen. I mean, everyone loves ramen, but John really <laughs> loves ramen. Yeah. So it's like, of course, if a new ramen place, like he was the first one to nab up Akahoshi, right? Yeah. Is, it, um, are there, is there ever any drama with like people calling dibs on things? It's absolutely like, not. No, oh, really? Like, we'll just go together. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. guess that's easy. Yeah. No, I mean, um, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty diplomatic when it comes to that. Generally, though, the person who first visits a restaurant is probably going to be the person who would write like the full review. Yeah. You know? Okay. So... Yeah. All right, so let's go back on where did the infatuation start? Okay, so the infatuation, and you know, you can stop me if you if you know the backstory. The infatuation started in like 2009 in New York. Okay. Okay. So, and that was founded by um, Chris Stang and Andrew Steinhall. They were working for like music company, PR marketing stuff, and they were using they had to go out and entertain a lot, and um, they in that sort of process realized that they were uniquely suited to kind of know like where to go and they also realized the importance of being able to recommend like where to go and it all kind of started from there so then it became their side gig where they like were working their full-time jobs but then on the side they started like writing these restaurant reviews that's smart yeah, yeah. if you're already going through the motions why not tack something else exactly on minimal lifting and then um i can't remember the exact date but then they decided to just like become full-time and that's when they branched out from New York and started launching into different markets and I believe Chicago might have been three I think they did LA San Francisco I think maybe Denver was in there for a minute and then they launched Chicago did they raise money to do it or did they figure out a way to monetize it I think um I believe you know what I don't know um I believe they raised money at the time. This is pre. This is prehistory for me. Mm. Um, I believe they raised money when they decided to go full time. Yeah, um, and then Chicago launched either 2015 or towards the very end. And 2015, I think, is when Chicago launched, um, but became like a fully functioning city. 2016, 2017. And that's when site. you come into the picture, right? Yes, 2017. Yes. yes cool. Exactly. So what did what did Chicago look like at that time? So um, Chicago started to, like, I'm assuming you mean the site, not the city. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, it was a beautiful, yeah. <laughs> Chicago, 2000, no. Um, so it was being run by Sam Fay. I don't know if you've seen his name on the site. He was who, like, launched um, Infatuation Chicago. It's kind of a fun story, but um, he... He launched it. He ended up like he was writing, doing everything for the site on his own. And then they moved him into more of an operational capacity and they moved him out to New York. And that was when they knew that they needed somebody to like take over for Chicago. OK, so he was like responsible for 100 percent of the content on the site at the start. At the very, very start. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Ari with Eater. Yeah. Just yeah. Stockpiling. A, a lot of it. Articles. Exactly. That was him. And then I think the help of some freelancers, of course. Yeah. Um, and. Sam's story is interesting because he was an attorney um, and he was actually in like he was in law school and then he was an attorney when he was approached to um, 
there was a proposition for him if he wanted to like leave his attorney gig to I think like it's a pretty do easy, this like I mean depending on compensation I think it's probably a pretty easy <laughs> move <laughs> yeah I mean so he took that leap and um that was how he got into it so once he like got Chicago up and running it was a natural move for him to go into more of an operational capacity yeah. okay so then when you were you in Chicago at the time Yes. And what were you doing then? Well, this is, okay. So What's this, your origin story? Yeah, well, this is where things get a little, um, well, I don't know, I guess it's interesting. You tell me if it's interesting. So it's the reason, like, I know all about this, like, because Sam was there when infatuation was starting. Sam was actually a client at the hair salon I worked at. I was a hair colorist. And Which so, salon? Let's give him a shout out. Well, no, well they're closed. Oh. So, <laughs> but shout out to Red Seven. Um, <laughs> okay. It was a downtown salon. I was a hair colorist there. Um, Sam was a client of the salon, but he was actually a client of my husband's, who also worked at that salon. Okay. okay. So Sam was just talking to my husband about, you know, oh, I've got this new opportunity. Oh, I'm working for this company. Oh, you know, and so like we were kind of hearing about infatuation. Yeah through Sam that way. Um, But I was funny. I was like constantly, like Sam was getting his intel from me, like where to go because I was obsessed with restaurants and I had nothing but disposable income and this like line of like, I was working in River North, which as you know, like from that period of time, River North was what was hopping. Mm -hmm. So I was like going out to eat all the time and I was like, I just loved recommending restaurants to my clients and that's what I did and it got to the point where my clients were calling the salon to like ask me what restaurant we were talking (laughs) about like where they should go um I bet you get a lot of tips too with people in the chair oh for sure like it was just a very do you mean like financial tips or do you mean like like restaurant restaurant (laughs) both yeah Yeah. downtown Um, clientele yeah and well you really get a feel for what people want is really what it is I mean they didn't really have any intel they but I like I was able to really like see what people were looking for and what was important to them mm-hmm. and like what mattered. And that's what I was getting. And so I was able to kind of, you know, I mean, that's just what I was doing hair color, which are like long services. So yeah, I have a few questions about, about that profession. Cause I didn't know you did that. <laughs> it, um, well, first of all, is there anything you can do for Danny? I <laughs> Are people dying beards? I don't, <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, men are doing all sorts of things. I've got a things. lot of white in my beard, too, so maybe they come in for a refresh. At, they certainly do. You'd, you'd be surprised at what people are getting up to, and including, you know, be, I don't know what's lurking under your under your beanie. Yeah, but, yeah, I'll show um, you. you know. <laughs> He's revealing a oh, beautiful hair, actually, that's, head that's, of salt and pepper. I wouldn't great. touch yeah, that, Danny. crazy hair. Yeah, I, I like think it. the color looks great, Tim right? Tim and like when I grow my hair out. Yeah, yeah we love that. Well, and I, I ended up behind the chair. Like, I was, um, I mean, I was never, I mean, I just did color. I, like, I went to school in Madison. I studied yep. writing. I did all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you studied creative writing, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> sort of under the guise that, like, eventually I'd go to law school, right? This was sort of what pacified my family as far mm-hmm. as, like, this. Are there like, lawyers in your family? No, no, but they, <laughs> no, but they, they were, they were astute enough to realize that what I was studying was probably not going to garner like solid employment sure. necessarily, right? <laughs> were you trying to write fiction? Yes, uh, yes, uh, bad, a lot of bad fiction. I did a lot for of, a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was what I was doing. And when I got us when I got out of school, I was just like, I didn't I didn't really want to 
do the jobs that were available. I didn't want to do technical writing, you know. So I was working as a receptionist at a salon in Madison, and I like I loved like the salon. I loved the people. I loved all like the, the community. Yeah, that's yeah. hospitality. I exactly, and I loved. I just loved everything about it. So I I went to cosmetology school, and um, I was able to like support myself doing hair, and I really enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, it can be really good money. Yeah. What. Uh, what were some of those weird requests that you would get? What's like, I'm, I'm curious about the hair coloring and, and salon world. Do you have any fun stories from that time? Oh, God. I mean, I did it for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I did it for longer than you might expect. And so, I don't know. Like, you mean requests for color? Like Just anything. Oh, My wife was, was an esthetician. She's got all sorts okay, of funny right. stories. Well, I mean, the amount of, like, <laughs> vulnerability and transparency that, yeah. like, your clients have with you. I mean, I would, I would see these, like, women all the time and throughout their their journeys and I mean just hearing about you know their marriages and you're almost a therapist at that point yes and and like I would (laughs) I mean like you know especially like this was like the balayage heyday where it like took forever to do like someone's color so it was like three hours with them and you know by the time you're done it's like everyone's like exhausted yeah like all of that but my like I would just hear these stories that were really compelling I remember one client I watched her like mar- I watched this like saga of her marriage from, you know, her husband was very sad, was having an affair, but then she started having an affair and Ooh. then it culminated on her husband coming home and her side piece was like up on the roof and this was like like hiding from her husband and this was like a you know and I'm just sitting there This is there better like, than fiction. It was it <laughs> yeah. and this was a woman who was like from I think she was in one of the North Shore neighborhoods. So it just felt very just the whole thing was like sordid but also like yeah, really like, sexy and hilarious. Yeah. Um I mean not that any broken broken marriages are not hilarious but it was, <laughs> yeah. It was Yeah, what are you like, saying I'm a child of divorce <laughs> over here what the hell? But it was like um you know it was it felt yeah, and then there were definitely like, you know, always had um, the salon itself was was just like had interesting clients. You mm-hmm. know, um, Sodakoff I think was a client there for a while, so we were getting, and that was like right okay. around when like Bavets and Gilt. Yeah, were, like, there was the crossover up. with hospitality. Yeah, no, I mean we felt very, um, very. It, it, there is like this like synchronicity between the between the two the two industries for sure. Um, At so. what point did you realize that you were obsessed with food and restaurants and dining out? I mean, I mean, I've been like, like, does this go back all the way to the Madison days? Oh, like, for sure. Madison's yeah. got a good food scene. Yeah, Madison does, and I and for I a can't really town. For yes, sure. and I can't really speak to it, even though I'll still like sometimes wake up at night and be like Pelmini from this not very creatively named place called Pelmini's <laughs> but um yeah Madison does have a great food scene and I haven't been back in years no one that like nobody in my family lives there anymore none of my friends do so I don't I don't go back very often but no like my like obs- I, you know obsession is such a strong word but it's true my interest in like food and dining out has been in existence since I was little like I just and I have this like recall for just meals and just times, and it doesn't have to be like really fancy places. It's just yeah, just those memories. Yeah, right? totally. Where did you grow up? Um, I kind of moved around a lot. I grew up like I was born in D.C., did a brief stint in Florida, then I was in Ohio, and then I moved to Madison when I was okay. about fifteen. Yeah. Okay, so you were in Madison before college. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And so, are you familiar with supper club culture? 
Yes. Oh, from did, yes. Did you and, like local ones? That oh, you'd go for to in sure. Your yes, and like the Friday fish fries and the yeah. whole the whole deal. Yeah. The no. relish trays. Yeah. The the white the prime fish. Rib. The yes. The whole deal. Nice. Yeah. There's one in Madison Tornado Club. I oh, think is yes. like the big yes. one there, right? Up by the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you're not too far from Mishnala. And there's a one. Um, there's mm-hmm. one called Smokies, which okay. was like, I actually weirdly googled Smokies like a few months ago because i'm like does this place exist <laughs> and fewer was, and fewer each year yeah no it's and you know and i have so many memories and like was the food good questionable but just did 16 year old no. adrian care no yeah did my food date? is certainly not you know <laughs> i mean it was just you know it was just this thing um and then when i moved to chicago of course like chicago's food scene's like incredible you mm-hmm. know and i moved here like right out of school, right out of, like, like, building up my clientele. So, you know, didn't have a ton of money. So that, like, makes you get creative, you mm-hmm. know? And then and then you just start going everywhere. Yeah. What were some of those early meals that left an impression? Um, ooh, that's a really great question. Nuno Kebab. Yeah. Um, Nuno Kebab. Yeah, yeah, Nuno Kebab, man. I was, like, obsessed with the, the um, this, like, Adas Polo and I'm, uh, plate that they had that I would get. Um, that place was amazing. There's a place up in Evanston. This was kind of weird. I lived in Rogers Park for a long time. Um, Wiener and still champion. I don't know if it's still there. Oh, I don't know. Do you know get, that place? <laughs> it sounds familiar. I mean, I could just sit here for, for, and like, like fire off these different places. No, that's great. Like, yeah, we love them. Plate, you know, um, you know, hop leaf when I was like, yeah. there's all these spots that I, mean, I would muscles like, at hop leaf and muscles and fries. There is just so good. So good. Exactly. Um, and so, but what I realized doing hair is how much like I really liked, um, helping people decide where to go. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like the thing that was, you know, yeah, I guess that's a good question. How do you tailor your recommendations for the person asking? You really just, have to well first of all i think like you're either wired to care or not you know um i think you have to have some like situational empathy like mm-hmm. being able to like ask the right questions are you you know who's going to be there what kind of how do you want to feel how do you want to feel when you're there yeah. like what do you like it really kind of depends i mean someone wants a restaurant recommendation it's like well just what's the best restaurant in chicago that might not be the right answer yeah, for them right. for that like, evening what yeah what are your dietary restrictions what's your budget right yeah are you gonna go to oriole tonight like off no yeah, like right. you know how much yeah exactly how much lead time do you have to get a reservation yeah, like, what's the what's the deal so yeah. you know all of that kind of helps inform that decision also like i was um my husband and i were meeting like since we recently moved we were invited to our neighbors for the first time last night and it was one of those like so what do you do and i'm like I was kind of talking a little bit about it and they're like, oh, oh, we need new places to go. And I'm like, okay, like, tell me where you've been <laughs> going. Like, what are you looking for? What's the itch you want to scratch? And they mentioned, oh, well, we really like Italian food. I'm like, all right, where, like, where, where are you tired of? Like, where have you been like beating to death? You know? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, what are you trying to find? And so, you know, questions like that. So what do you suggest? Well, th- so of course they were like, well, we like Monteverde. I'm like, well, of yeah. course. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, Alavita would be my tip. I'll, okay. Go there next. And I said, um, and then I said, well, you know, here's here's kind of a kind of a weird one, depending on because a little bit of the conversation involved the fact that they um, they had gone to Italy last year and they're looking for like a pasta place. And there's a lot of pasta places, but the one that kind of I was talking to them about the kind of night they wanted to have is I suggested Enoteca Roma. Don't know if you're familiar with that spot. You're nodding. Um, you know, they've got great pasta, a nice little patio. Like it's like a 
it, better than you might anticipate it being, um, just if you've never heard of it or if you walk in. Um, so I suggested that. And then I was like, and if you're looking for something a little different, try Segnatore. I don't know. You're in Humboldt Park. Do you like yeah, Segnatore? I've never been there, actually. Oh, I just, I love that place. Um, I've been just once. Did you? I mean, um, it was at the. I was a little, a little goofed up on beers. It was at the end of the <laughs> day, oh, I but I remember the food being okay. I couldn't. couldn't yeah. Tell you. Oh wait, at California and Augusta. Yeah, it's in yeah, the yeah. Yeah, uh, never CMJ been. space, yeah, right? Yeah. The yeah. old um, Cafe Marie yeah. Jean, right? Yep. yep. Which I miss that spot. Too. Yeah, but you true. Know. That um, is such a little powerhouse intersection, though. Yeah. You got Rootstock there, Spinning J. Yeah. Clipper. So it's like, are these, you know. So those are just the kind of like questions one might ask and yeah. suggestions you might give. That um, is smart. I would never think to ask people what they're tired of or like what they've had recently. Yeah. That's, that's insightful. I would also just be like, go to our website. We have lists for well, <laughs> everything. You know? yeah. This is true. With Here's ratings. A URL. <laughs> but yeah. I do. But I do. <laughs> I but just, you enjoy it. I do. Yeah. I really do. And I did. I, and that's what I really, I just, I really do. And so that was why like when um, I heard that, they were looking for a Chicago staff writer, like after, you know, the person to run the Chicago market after Sam left, I was like, oh, I think I could do that. And I love writing, right? And that's the other thing. Is it's, were they like, wait a second, like you didn't come from this background. Absolutely. Like, da, 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 da. They were not. It was really cool. I mean, they didn't even, um, I mean, this was like the startup days. So like, Did you they know. see writing samples? Oh, yeah. No, okay. I had to yeah, write, yeah. I had to write so much compared to what we <laughs> need now. Go, yeah. I mean, this was like, I remember, um, you know, well, and I had like used infatuation when I would go to New York. Um, I actually did use the site like for like to find re for restaurant discovery. And then when it came to Chicago, I like read the site to fact check Sam. Like, do I agree with him? Is he right? Like, do yeah. I, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so did um, you feel like you often agreed? Yeah, I liked his. You know, I mean, his. Yeah, Sam and I are pretty aligned on a lot of things, and it was different. I mean, the the way the site read, the things we, you know. He was like writing a large volume of, of stuff at the time, but largely, yes, I did. Um, and when it came time for me to like apply, like I wrote, um, I had to do a bunch of like hypotheticals, but then I had to write like a full guide and a full review and like a full newsletter and a bunch of different things. Yeah, I, that's what are the different content pillars, I guess. You, you mentioned reviews. Mm -hmm. There, I, there's a lot of lists. Like I get the emails, a lot oh. of lists. Um, oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, but what, uh, like, what are the different types of features, or how are they um, broken yeah. down? I guess. Um, what kind of really like, you know, it's a lot of reviews and guides, right? Um, and then our guides are definitely sort of, um, kind of can be fit into a few different categories, which is like utility driven. Um, what would that be? Where to eat in West Town? Okay, yeah. Um, Best you know, fireplace meals. That would I would call that situational. Oh, situ so okay. like, and situational would be the other category, which is like um, where to go for my birthday. Mm. Um, Last and minute then, reservation. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we've got like soul entertainment pieces. You know, large. We are utility and like trying to be useful to our audience is like forefront in our mind. Like we, but some things are just more entertaining. They are like actually functional. Does anyone need yeah. a fireplace power rankings list? Absolutely not. Is it fun to write, fun to read? Hopefully. So, you know. Scoff has got to be on there. It absolutely, I think you. Yeah, mean, it was <laughs> in the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you absolutely are. And, you know, so we'll do stuff like that. <sighs> and then we have, of course, our newsletters, which, um, 
link to a lot of stuff that's on our site. And then our newsletters, we also try and like have different pieces of content that, you know, aren't going to be necessarily worth putting on the site, but you might get as a reader, you might enjoy it. And then, of course, our social, our Instagram and our TikTok. This episode is brought to you by Scofflaw Old Tom Gin, a tasty, versatile spirit. Created in Chicago in 2012, the product was born out of a need for a bespoke iteration of the Old Tom style, which is the slightly sweeter predecessor to London Dry. Scofflaw Old Tom Gin carries classic notes of orange peel, juniper, and coriander while balancing on a subtle floral edge thanks to the addition of osmanthus blossoms. Its elevated proof is suitable in cocktails or unadorned. Scofflaw Old Tom Gin, complete your bar. What resonates most, I guess, with with your readership? I think people like to see lists. Anytime I, I see like the top ten, anything, I'm like, mm, I got to check that out. Just if, if, if even though I'm, it's not like a discovery thing for me, it's more like I want to check and see what they think. Well, that's right, and that's the thing, and probably because you're also like in this world, so you're very mm-hmm. much like, oh, I wonder what what their list is that they came up with. So, yeah. um, definitely lists. People love lists. Um, I can tell you specifically what lists they like. Um, yeah, know, I would love to know. People yeah. want to know. And, and this is the thing, like the 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 writers in us, the the restaurant lovers in us, you know, it's it's all out there. But what people really want to read is about openings and like hot new restaurants. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's, that's what people really like. And where so, do you guys? How do you guys get that information? Is it uh, PR people reaching out to you? Like how? Do, you? Like meaning, how do we know what like, restaurants to check out? Yeah. What gets on your radar for Ooh. like openings? Because like I guess it's probably pretty competitive with like Eater and sure. I guess is that your biggest competitor? Would you say? Um, I think like, yeah, we're, yeah, Eater definitely is in there. And, you know, any of the Chicago food media, we're all covering kind of the the same thing. Yeah. So Um, is it like, because I know like from a PR perspective, I know people will um, strategize like, oh, we want to break this news with this publication. We want to, you know, we want Tribune to talk about this. We want, you know. We try and stay, I I mean, if you've interacted with us at all, we kind of do stay out of the fray when it comes to that. Um, We do, of course, we like are informed by PR, but a lot of it is just like, you know, research, like internet mm-hmm. research, like being out in the hood research, like yeah. um, look at the construction permits. Really, like or just you know, walking around, um, word of mouth. I mean, you know, and certainly of course like PR is always is always really yeah. helpful. Um once you're in the know, you know, people like just being just this podcast we've learned a lot. Yeah. And you know, we tr- and things like that. And we all try and like, you know, of course we like keep each other informed and um, you know, and like as a as a rule, like the infatuation, we don't accept you know, we don't do media dinners. We don't do that kind of stuff. That's part of our, like, you know, our philosophy. So mm-hmm. there's and like the a trust. Yeah. It's part of that sort of like, um, we try and stay, you know, separate from that. Um, so, you know, we might not be as aggressively pursued as say a publication where they want to get that like you know, yeah, media dinner piece, going. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, we're not, they just know that that's not what we, what we do. Yeah. Um, and all that stuff is really valuable. It's just not, um, it's not what our readers come to us for. And that's not, what we cover what happens when you know let's say you go to a place and someone that works at infatuation also goes with you and you're like this was the best meal i've ever had and the person you're with is like absolutely worst meal of the year oh. how <laughs> yeah, do you so determine? subjective it is so subjective it, it really depends how have you navigated those situations where uh, you totally disagree with someone i will say i've been i've been fortunate enough where i rarely have totally disagreed i will say that we've gone on different nights and had wildly different experiences and that's when more visits are required i mean we will not um we will 
we will do a quick write-up on a place if we've been there once, but we will not put a rating on it. We won't, like, put our flag in the sand until um, we've been there about three times and it's uh, for a new place has been open at minimum six weeks. Um, so usually if we're wildly, like, we're in wild disagreement, we'll just keep going back until yeah. we can settle on something. Mm, but that's smart. it is an opinion. And it's also, like, Let's ask some questions here. Like, how many Ukrainian restaurants have you been to before we start, you know, discussing how you feel about this particular restaurant? Or do you just not like tasting menus? Like, depending on where we're talking about, you mm -hmm. know. So um, we you try and ask questions. And then sometimes we just have spirited debate, matters of preferences. Um, I We have – I won't call this person out, but we have someone on, on our team um, who – despises steam witches okay steam witches the um chicago bagel authority was, that's the only one i could think yes of, yeah. right she hates them i with do the too passion. keep yeah. the water off the bread <laughs> so and like some people really like them who's right who's wrong yeah. you know but you're gonna have a wildly different opinion on the quality of the sandwich right yeah so what's on what's the grading rubric look like um, you mean like our rating? Like, Internally. Like, what do you guys, do you guys have like a check mark? Like, is it ambiance, hospitality, food, uh, check size, stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, we have like a very, um, a lot of it is very like audience, like meaning um, like reader focused in the sense of like, would, you know, would we tell someone to go across town for this place? Is this place oh, yeah. doing what? it's setting out to do you know is this does this restaurant have more than one recommendable element um does this restaurant have you know food that you would recommend like no caveats necessary and so we do have like um for our rating system um and you can like go on the site and kind of see a little bit about it and then we have like a more a far more detailed ratings um like an internal explainer mm -hmm. it's out of 10 yeah and it's always something point something yeah, yeah yeah and it's very much um you know you kind of just like, I'm thinking it's a seven. And then you read like, okay, like this, these are the things that make for a seven. It's like, oh, it's got a lot of elements of an eight. So it's like creeping up, mm -hmm. you know? And there's a lot of spirited debate around where we end up landing with something like that. Yeah, is there a particularly loud person on staff that can argue their, their rating up? That might be me. <laughs> um, no. There's You're like, it's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> and they're I, like, no, I think it's a seven. You're like, all right, I just check, for those, check this each out. Person, what if it were a nine? When you do a, when you do a, as it would be a review, right? Yeah, full review, yeah. Is it, does everybody on staff go to that place and then you um, aggregate that data and no. do an average? It's no, one, it's one, one person. person one, okay. one critic's opinion. Got yeah. it, okay. Um, and that's, it says that on the review, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. it's got okay. their byline. So right. you'll notice, like, when it comes to guides, like, we all might contribute to a mm -hmm. guide, but when it comes to, like, our assessment of a restaurant, that is one that is one, um, one reviewer's opinion. It's their rating. It's their piece. It's their argument. And it's, there's five different reviewers, um, five people that could put up a, a, a rated review. On the Infatuation Chicago. Chicago staff, there's four. Okay. Yeah, there's I four I think what's us. cool about it and what you had talked about earlier is that each – member has their own kind of specific areas that they're more expert in let's say so like it's cool that someone who really cares about ramen is the one writing the ramen review and so on and so forth yeah we we like to play to what people really enjoy what they really yeah. enjoy speaking to um and you know and we're like that across all of our markets generally you know where you know, but we Assuming never you have the people like someone all four of you might hate a certain type of or whatever <laughs> not love a certain type of food but you're still going to write that review yeah but i mean i don't i would like to believe that nobody on our staff 
hates uh, other no, than no steam hate, witches yeah. other than steam <laughs> witches which is just one of us um but yeah like there's there's always going to be someone who can who can speak to something yeah um you know but we all have our own sort of things that we love and you know but the thing to be a good infatuation writer is you and food reviewer is you have to be able to take yourself out of the equation like you have to have some objectivity yes it's subjective it's your opinion but you know i can't walk into every restaurant wanting it to be tailored to adrian you know it just right, I, I have right. to be able to kind of what does a restaurant that's tailored to adrian look like though? oh it kind is of there depends. someone who comes close um <laughs> yeah like your platonic <laughs> ideal Oh, the platonic idea. It really, it's it's so situational for me. It's really like, what kind of night am I looking for? On a Thursday, this is a, thir- a, a foggy, cold January Thursday. Oh, foggy. Oh, wait, that's actually, today. Actually, it's like, four, it's like <laughs> yeah. 40 degrees today, actually. Yeah. So it's not, it's not so bad. Terrible. It's melted. Okay, I'm probably always going to want to go to Chengdu Impression and just get a bunch of Chinese food. Chengdu Impression, you know it, Danny? Yeah, there's a multiple. There's a bunch really? of them now. Like there's the one, one in Wicker, there's one in like Lakeview, and then there's a third one, right? Yeah, um, there's one, I think it was Edgewater, it opened up. Okay, but, yeah, um, Lily Wang has stood by that place uh, it, as well. It's just, it's like a comfort, I love that place. I love the... What's your order? My, well, I mean, the order is um, scallion <laughs> pancakes, probably some Dan Dan noodles. Um, they have like a sesame, like a crispy, uh, two shrimp dishes. They have like a sesame shrimp dish, which is quite good. But then they have a crispy rice shrimp dish, which um, I absolutely love. It's got like. And this is the one in Edgewater that you're ordering no, from? No, I'm always at the Wicker Park one just because of proximity got to it. where I live. And um, then I'm missing something. Oh, the homestyle bean curd as well. Yeah. yeah, that's my go-to order. All and right, then good. if I'm there with my husband, he's going to get some, like, beef dish, usually. <laughs> so, <Okay. yeah. laughs> I'll get the beef to go. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, toggling between a few. But um, that right now would be, like, 2023, 2024 is, like, comfort, rainy, like, cold, dreary Yeah, that day. sounds great. Yeah. What uh, do you guys try to maintain any level of anonymity when you're out doing reviews? Oh yeah, like so we always um, we always dine as anonymous as we possibly can. We book under a fake name. We use aliases. Um, Same we, name every time. Well, we have to rotate them yeah, out. I've been so. burned enough times. <laughs> um, one time I was using an old client's name who um, moved back overseas, so I thought I was safe. Her name was Pip McGirl, which I thought was really cute. That's the best name. Yeah, and I was <laughs> checking in, and I want to say it was might have been some downtown steakhouse and i remember the 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 person at the host stand was like pip mcgirl oh my gosh i had a college professor named pip mcgirl and i'm like oh that was absolutely the name that i stole so <laughs> like, they were like oh we have another table for pip yeah McGirl. it was <laughs> yeah. burned um so we do rotate them out or um like, pip mcgirl's already been seated <laughs> yeah and you're like right. oh Pit McGirl (laughs) dished out on her check. (laughs) Pit McGirl, and then, like, you know, the SWAT team comes in. Yeah, exactly. But (laughs) so, you know, um, so we do rotate them out. And um, right now, one of our writers, I think she's so funny, she's actually using anagrams of her name. She's got Mm. that perfect amount of vowels and consonants where she can keep, she can ride this thing for a while. So it's really fun. Tim just switches the first letter of his last name with the first letter of his first name. Wait. <laughs> no, I just book my things under Danny Shapiro. Oh, there you I don't go. Get hooked up. There you go. Well, and so, you know, because we we do like try and dine anonymously. Um, you know, if is recognize if if the restaurant's paying attention, they might recognize us. But the important thing is we're not 
you know, we don't accept free stuff. But also, we, if you're going multiple times, it's like... Yeah, you know. It's hard to keep up a charade over multiple times. And I think the important thing is that we're just trying to be as, like, regular folks as possible so that we can, like, speak to the experience that most people are going to have. You know, we're not, like, using our names to get a reservation. We're yeah. not, you know, accepting free stuff that we're going to write about, that kind of thing. Generally speaking, do you think hype works against a place before you get there or for a place? I think hype, hype is such a tricky thing, I, especially in the Chicago market. I think that, um, you know, there are a lot of hyped restaurants that are actually quite good. And I think that they get unfairly maligned because people really love to, to hate, you know, yeah. hot mm-hmm. take Harry, you know, yeah. it's like, I, you know, this place sucks. Yeah. But you don't care about what other people have said about it. No, you know, and I've seen it work both ways. I've seen hyped places that aren't very good. And it's also like, where's this hype coming from? Like if the hype is coming from the PR machine, it's meaningless. I mean, that's great. Mm-hmm. It might be useful, yeah. but it doesn't mean anything. It's right. just PR hype. If the hype is coming from like actual human beings who go there and love it, well, that's interesting hype. And maybe that works. How, but do, you, how do you identify PR hype? You can you you sense it. I mean, if yeah. I'm reading stuff that's like, well, that looks a lot like the email I got, like yeah. <laughs> repurposed, then it's probably PR hype. You know, and I think you just are around long enough to kind of understand, like, and and again, like that's fine, like or like industry hype, which, you know, we all get excited, but it's not necessarily like trickling into like what real people care about or want, you know. Um, and so just sort of like taking a step back and being like, okay, like we know that this person used to work at these five restaurants that were really good, but like, does that really matter right now? And is it really going to matter to like the person that's just going to make a reservation there, like having no idea? Yeah. They're not serving their resume. Yeah. So, um, it doesn't mean it can't be great, but you know, it's also like, let's just take a step back and see what's actually happening here. But actually, um, maybe they are serving their resume. Well, sometimes some, I, I can think of, I know um, Maxwell Street very much feels that way, right? Like where it's like, oh, I know, I am familiar. I remember eating this at Nico Osteria. Oh, I remember yeah, eating yeah. this at, you know, a version of this yeah, at Publican, PST. which yes, at, yes, exactly. Um, which I found delightful and fun, right? So it kind of depends. I like that menu format also yeah it was, it's 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 fun you yeah. know it's like it's something different but it's also like you know it, it felt very like easter eggy to me yeah like mm-hmm. it, like enough to like really please people that have no context and then those of us who are like oh yeah i see you prosciutto <laughs> yeah, yeah i see yeah. you you know for sure uh, has there been a review that you've put up that you know has gotten a, a strong reaction that you didn't expect from the reader or from from the reader yeah um from the public is there a way for the public to interact with you yeah I like guess instagram media, posts are like you guys comments. are totally wrong this place yeah is we don't we don't do like comments on our site or anything like that so it would usually be via like, like if instagram we promote it on social yeah mm-hmm. um you know i've done some reviews like i won't name names but I did I did one a long time ago that I remember I like woke up and I got a message and they're like, have you the, the words you never want to hear? Like, have you checked Twitter? And you're like, oh, no. Um, and I, I wrote a review that got a pretty strong reaction, like sort of insularly, but like through Twitter um, that I was not expecting. I just didn't see it coming necessarily. Yeah. Um, but it didn't like go beyond this like pretty small like audience of of 
this person's right. followers. Um, you don't have to say who, but was it a positive review that people didn't like or a negative review where people were like, no, no, no. I assume it's a negative It was review. a negative yeah. review, yeah. yeah. Um, and I wouldn't even say, it wasn't even that negative. And that's, no, those are the ones are that shock you. Yeah. And that's actually to answer your question about like, the things that always surprise me are what I think are actually pretty balanced reviews that aren't highly critical, but like, they're not effusive. And that's when you get the like strong yeah. pushback. It's very, it's, that's where, and that's why it's unexpected. Cause it's like, if you, if you write a, a, a highly negative review, it's like, you know, you kind of might expect it. Yeah. Um, but if you write something that's like, you know, maybe has like one or two critiques in there um, and that can garner a strong response that you just didn't anticipate. Yeah. That is interesting. I kind of figured that your reaction was about how, you know, your real feeling might have been to give it a, a very low rating that was more critical and then you toned it down because you're like, you know what, like whatever I did, I'll, I'll express that I don't recommend going there, but that's like the, the worst damage I'm going to do. And yeah. then you like kind of take your foot off the gas and are a little bit nicer and then you get ripped for it anyway. The, I see. Yeah, that is, I, I've absolutely like, cause you know, everything we write, gets edited and I've certainly um, I've edited pieces and I've written pieces where maybe the first draft was a little bit sharper um, and then we've like toned it down um, because no one's looking to be mean spirited right um, where you're like wow this this like neutered version certainly gathered a strong response I wonder what would have happened yeah exactly yeah like this wasn't even as caustic as the last one and we're and we're pretty um, we're pretty mindful about not publishing, or I should say promoting um, negative things that we feel are really for a place that, you know, we're not out there to find the restaurant that no one's talking about that's bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty much only going to be about places that everyone wants to know. Yeah, your goal is to promote places you enjoy. Right. And so it's only like, if everyone's curious how this restaurant is. You're like, I'll tell you. Yeah, we'll tell you. You might not like it. Right, (laughs) right. We'll tell you the truth. Um, You know, and I will say, like, a a lot of the restaurants that I've given, like, pretty negative reviews for, um, they're not all, they're not around anymore. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's validating. It's, it's, it, well, it's, unless your review caused, yeah, no, <laughs> I would just say like it, it allows me like, at least I don't feel like, you know, it's like they're gone. So, yeah, but I've written like, we've like, I think, um, I wrote a review for a, a place in the West loop that was, um, pretty negative that got some traction on social, but I, I, and everyone did a, agree, and I was like, oh, that's – I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I wasn't expecting there to be such a reaction of like, yeah, I spent money at this place too, and it was terrible. And I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, great, you know. Yeah, they felt vindicated. <laughs> yeah. Like Black Sheep situation with Ari. <laughs> yeah. That saga. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a funny listen. Um, I did, yeah. So when – like you have a list, uh, the ultimate Chicago delivery and takeout guide. Oh, how old is that? Um, I mean, that probably might old. Be, that's well, probably from the pandemic. Uh, I mean, we can't. You know, we can't. We gotta. <laughs> it's probably. It, I don't Tim see a date at all. No, this, but my uh, question <laughs> was like, for something like this, do you guys order takeout yeah, and eat it at home? Yeah. Because it's like you're taking into account like how stuff Absolutely. travels. Okay. And like what the process is. Yeah. Sure. And, and, then and d- we did ample research in that yeah, in yeah. that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's that, that's that's validating. That's good. <laughs> how to know. often are you doing takeout and delivery? Um, for research purposes, no, like uh, just living your life. Personally, probably about once a week. Like I try and keep. Um, I do keep one night that is mine right yeah so it really depends on um you know what my like 
the rest of the week looks like as far as like content research or like traveling to other markets. So, you know, but I, I've lately been really enjoying takeout. Chengdu can take out very well. Um, pizza, like not very creative, but yeah. you know, yeah. The classics. Yeah. What were you going to ask him about yeah. this article? Just how, no, I, if I they asked were, yeah, just if they yeah. were <laughs> ordering a delivery then, to their have house. Have you ever been, have you ever gone to do a review and you're the only person in, a re- in the restaurant? Oh my God, all the time. Really? It's is so it awkward? awkward. It is the worst, especially if you're like, I mean, if we're doing our jobs correctly we might be like we are trying to find places that maybe people don't know about right um and a lot of places are like generally like they do a lot of takeout business and maybe the dining room isn't that yes so i've certainly (laughs) i i can think of one i forget what neighborhood it was in but i remember being like all like and you know you're you're there by yourself and like it everyone's like watching you eat and you know it's yeah yeah sure. it's a bad no one wants to eat in a in a tim brings a divider room. with him and he just sets it up around <laughs> i wear blinders yeah. and i have a divider <laughs> yeah. you try and just and that's why you you really do have to kind of like take yourself like be like okay what would it be like if this place was filled or hey if like i if this place is great maybe it'll get filled if we get to yeah. write about it you know so when you're dining at a restaurant, do you have a notepad? Are you taking pictures? Are you taking notes on your phone? How are you? Uh... Um, I take notes on my phone. That's okay. that's my vibe. And I do take a lot of pictures as well. It's I good. Have it's to. easy to blend in because everybody's taking pictures of their phones Ex- now. Yeah. And, um, you know, typing on your phone is fine. So that that is absolutely how I record. Sometimes when I leave a place, if I'm feeling like particularly like moved, I'm going to like maybe do a voice note, like just type out like my brain dump thoughts. And then I'll refer back to those. And then, you know, with each subsequent visit, you know, and how, you know, you order one way the first visit, you order another way the second visit, that third visit, you know. So, like, there's different, like, strategies, and you kind of, like, compile all your notes together and, you know, hopefully you've got so information. let's say you go to a place, and in the first visit, you order an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. All three are perfect items, 10 out of 10. Yeah. The next time you go, you order let's say three things and two are a 10 and one's very not good. And the third time, a similar spread. Like, you know that there's tens on the menu to be had in a single visit, but you also know that there's some like real kind of stinkers on there. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how does that factor into review? Like, do you take an average of all the dishes or is it like the best possible meal you could create? Yeah. The train I, pulls out of the station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, it, it really depends on the restaurant. Um, and it kind of depends on like what this restaurant's trying to do. And it'll probably like, if I'm feeling like it is a, because when we go out to eat, it's like we're ordering a ton of food. Right. You know, so. But you know the context of like, Tim will be like, Danny, you got to go to this place. And you're like, cool. And then you're there and I'm like, I text him and he's like, make sure you get the this and the, the this. this. And it's like 50 items on the menu. And, and yeah, he never things. gets the things I recommend. And then he'll complain that, that I give is, a bad restaurant no, recommendation. No, no, no. It pisses me off. No, I'm no saying that even, is, but you know, I, yeah, yeah, you go. That is a universal experience when you recommend restaurants. It's right. like, okay, you got to go here. This is the right. order. And then you mm-hmm. might even give like an extra tip about like, and get it with this. Yeah. Or, you know, and, well then, and that's like such a bizarre yeah. reflection of the place because those two things might be incredible, but you could be with someone who like doesn't eat the lamb that Tim recommended or whatever. Right. And then you're veering off of that and you're like, oh, this place is actually not great. Or those two things 
were great. How does that factor into the overall picture? I think it is like a bit of an average, unless it's the okay. kind of restaurant where it's like, hey, it's a this. I just use this as an example. This this pizza place has average pizza, but incredible dessert. But it's like really a pizza. Its function is a pizza yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Who's I'm gonna, going there for dessert? Right, right. I'm going to be like a little bit lower. Um, Fair. And if it's a restaurant that happens to just have like the way our ordering strategy works is like i'll go and i'll order something from every section of the menu you know I'll, like what do you recommend like what the restaurant's like known for um you know i try and be smart about you know different not ordering the same flavor profile every time just to see how they do different things the second visit's always like the island of broken toys because it's all the things you didn't want to get the first visit yeah. so like that's that usually, is that's even harder yeah and then you're like all right but and then you always have like one or two control dishes where it's like okay something that i really liked the first time or maybe didn't like the, Make the first sure time that, yeah to see how it is um and then the third visit's usually like cleanup where you kind of like get to see like you, you kind of order based on what those two experiences were. And you actually do get a pretty good picture of a restaurant. But I know yeah. what you're talking about, which is like a restaurant that's got 50 dishes and you've only tried six things. How do you how do you make a call? Yeah, and that's tough. Yeah. yeah. Just, you just Rob Levitt talked about that a little bit, uh, dining at uh, Lula, where he was saying that he'll always order something that, if you can't like imagine how that would taste, if it's like a, a weird... Um, profile yeah exactly like ingredients you wouldn't expect to see together he always goes for those and he's always surprised how good they are maybe Mm. that's yeah specific to lula no that's good yeah i mean that's good discipline to not just go after the thing that you always yeah and and you try and it it's true it's like the menu exploration is like if it's the thing that just sounds weird or interesting it's like yeah i mean this is and it's also like whose idea is this this is something this might be this is someone's idea and i want to mm-hmm. i want to eat this idea i want to see who came <laughs> yeah. up with this and why it's on here yeah so so what does your day to day look like is it a lot of editing well right now so like I transitioned to a new role with the company, so I'm um, helping like oversee strategy on our West Coast and Central Time Zone markets. Um, so right now, I'm doing a lot of that, but I'm still doing quite a bit of editing. Like right mm. now, I'm um, editing a lot for our <clears throat> Houston market, which is like we launched last year, so it's newer. So I'm like doing a lot of like like editing with them, mm-hmm. um, and then helping our new Chicago editor as far as like just. You know, I, I love Chicago, so just like you know, keeping involved in that—that's that's my day to day now, and like not as much writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and what cities are you guys in? Um, do you want me to start? I guess is it like twenty? No, or is no. It- well, so we have we've we've twelve full time markets. So we're full time in London, New York, Philadelphia, Atlanta, D.C., Miami, Houston, Austin, Chicago, Seattle, L.A., and San Francisco. That's where we have it's like pretty full, comprehensive. Yeah, that's where we have full time staff. Then we have an expansion team, and our expansion team is like um, where we have um, either dedicated freelancers that we have in markets that cover places like you know Rome or Nashville or New Orleans. They don't necessitate ne- like a like having an in house staff, but we we do make sure that we're working with people that live in those cities to do content for yeah. us. Are any of those secondary markets growing at a pace where you anticipate having a full-time staff? Yeah, we're a lot of those markets like yes, we're always monitoring that yeah. to see what's going to happen. Um, you know, Houston would be an example of a market that's like, wow, you know, that place Houston needs infatuation. What sorts of metrics are you looking at for that? I was just going to ask that too. Um, well, of course like <laughs> <laughs> Of course, like, um, you know, a dynamic food scene, yeah. um, you know, a certain amount of 
money being spent on restaurants in a in a city like an appetite no pun intended um i hate puns for <laughs> so i hate when i use them i'm like Ooh. um like what's the appetite for our content you know um that's where we that that's really it you know and then also is the restaurant scene there growing and dynamic enough to like support what we do mm-hmm. you know i mean if three restaurants open every six months like yeah, it does right. not necessitate right. us being in there full time but if a city's got this like sort of burgeoning like thriving scene um yeah what do you think the most promising city is at the moment outside of chicago um well this might not be that you might not expect it would be dallas Hmm. Oh, yeah. Say, that's what uh, Matt Ed- Edgar was saying. Dallas is Dallas. Yeah, Dallas is exploding. Dallas is yeah. Look for Dallas. Dallas is like popping off. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Because yeah. of the international airport, Danny. <laughs> I think you know. It's just you. You never some it, cities surprise you. you yeah, know, you really cool. do have to look at the data because a city. Like, you might think, like, oh, New Orleans. You should be in New Orleans. It's like, actually, I mean, yes, we need coverage in New Orleans. We need to cover New Orleans. But New Orleans does not necessitate someone down there just writing content for New Orleans. Mm, yeah. Um, so you just, you kind of, it, it might surprise you. That is surprising. Paris, too. Paris but also, is popular. Oh, sorry. like with New Orleans, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I would assume that for something like infatuation, like you just mentioned, it has to be a place where new things are constantly opening. And I think of New Orleans as a lot of classic places yeah. that aren't turning over that much. Right. So I get that. You're like, I already wrote that review. That place is still that place after, you know, 50 years. So there's not like a new review coming on that. Exactly. Address. And like also just like, you know, a lot of look at like where where's the money going? Like who's who's opening up businesses, stuff like that. So it can be. And that's why Texas is like a city like Dallas, yeah, there's like just booming. A, yeah, that and that's the type of thing that um, that will inform like the restaurant scene, hospitality industry. Yeah, that's cool. That. What are some of the more esoteric roundups you guys have had where you're like, is that gonna resonate? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm the like captain of those those pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah, have think, you gotten pushback where people are like, no one cares about that? Well, the pushback is in the data. <laughs> I was like, no, oh, quite yeah. literally, nobody did care about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> funny as it was, hopefully, like, it delights our fans. Um, so, you know, we've done, um, I'm trying to think of some of them. One more recently was over the summer, I did a power rankings of the um, boozy West Loop taco spots ranked. There's a lot of them. Like, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're primarily bad um and there are a lot of transplants and yeah. this is a city with some incredible food <laughs> right so um so i did like a power rankings of it and i really was just like there are i think now at count there's like nine and quite literally like a one block radius yeah. on like randolph and as you know so i like power ranked those um and that was like a really like was that a list anyone really needed no yeah. but it did identify something on yeah there? Probably now it is, yeah. <laughs> that, How, do that, you like Tacombe or not? Not particularly. I mean, I don't think it's. Um, yeah, I've. I have Tim and I had, went uh, initially and really. I've had good it. and bad yeah, experiences same. there. Yeah. I want to um, really like it because I like the vibe it in there. It has not been consistent. Yeah, in my it's experience. inconsistent. And it's just like 
yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like I just don't need to go here. Like, there's yeah. just a lot of other places. Especially when I you're there, go. there are so many amazing places around that. But that's the problem with the West Loop is it's so expensive that the only things that can afford to be there are these transplants or these large chains or things. It's more and more each year. That's I think that's a that's my struggle with the scene. Like, you just can't park there. That's your problem. <laughs> well, that is also a problem. But yeah, like the more expensive the real estate gets, like the less. Totally. Kind of innovative concepts you're getting from no, people yeah, who you're are gonna, bootstrapping it. Right. You're going to get these sort of, as we're seeing, you know, do we it's need um, Bodega from Miami? Absolutely not, you know, yeah. Um, but yet here it is. Well, so. I'm with you. On, I think that it's interesting to, to meditate on the transplant idea because I do think that the city really embraces, like, people who have been working in the city. But, yeah, when people try to come in here from not – that aren't – who aren't local, it's like – the response is just not on the other side of that voodoo donuts welcome Uh, to the neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) delicious i mean this is what i will say about chicago (laughs) is we are not haters like chicago is definitely because like every market's got and and this is i'm speaking very this is my opinion i'm speaking very broadly but i feel like the chicago market is very much like prone to like prove to us why we shouldn't like you versus prove why yeah, we should, yeah. you know? So I do think that we have like a, a, I, like a welcoming attitude. I think to, we do, but like, I'm just like running through some things in my mind and you mentioned bodega or whatever. And I'm just like, hmm, nobody, there is like a kind of a theme where sometimes a really big outside. Or these, um, I'm going to mix up their names, but you know, we've got these like transplant omakases that nobody needs. Um, omakase had a moment. Yeah, and now we're getting these, like, ones from out of state, which is just, like, what – I'm so curious. Like, they're just – here they are, you know? Yeah, and, like, why? Yeah, yeah, and it's just um, – and are they terrible? Not not all of them. Are, are some of them quite good? Sure, but it's also just, like, yeah. I don't know why we would necessarily choose to go here versus, like, one of our more local places. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to have a really compelling argument or – a unique point of view, I guess. Yeah. But you also have to be willing, like, for us to be objective enough to go and say, okay, actually, this is quite good. You know, this this business model, this whatever they're doing works for what they're trying to do. Yeah. So, so we talked about how Chicago has kind of its own attitude or, or point of view. We call it our own gratitude. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Is that one of your hip hop lines? <laughs> Sounds like a shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't wear that shirt. <laughs> Coming soon to a <laughs> soon to be defunct Etsy here. store. Yeah, that's true. Danny's rocking the uh, Good Day Farm yeah. tie dye. Um, all right. So what I'm trying to say is that you know these cities <laughs> no, have no, different no. vibes. <laughs> do you guys try to reflect that in the voice in each city, or do sure. you guys have a brand voice that? You over- know, I'd like to say like we have a a brand. Of course, we have like a, a strong like brand voice approach, right? Like yeah. a, I would call it an approach. Um, but we really do want, like, if you are reading the Miami site, you know that these are people that live in Miami. If you're reading Atlanta, these are people that live in Atlanta. You know, we try and take our writers' voices and kind of filter them through the infatuation approach, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Can um, you say what some of those nuanced voices are? If you read Dallas, it says howdy <laughs> at the beginning of every piece. Howdy, yeah. I, You know, it yeah. is It is very, it's more about, like, obviously, like a lot of the context they give, um, you know, of of course, like some like regional slang might be in there. Um, if it's not like too colloquial, um, you know, uh, it's mainly about like the context. 
um, that you'll get from, you know, and like I'll be reading like the Atlanta site and I'm like, what does that mean? And it's like, oh, that's an Atlanta thing. Or, <laughs> you know, our Philly site might be like that John's. as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you, like, you what's know, John's what's a Jimmy name? or yeah. Yeah. what is John's? John's means like things in Philly. <laughs> really? So, yeah. J-A-W-N. So. Yes. What are oh, some more? J A W N. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, or just like um, some, you know, some people refer to like Jimmy's or Square. I don't know. I'm not gonna yeah. say. I just like sprinkles. Yeah, I like no, Jimmy was a prophylactic. No, there's like rainbow sprinkles are called Jimmy's. Yeah, and really? like on the East Coast and New England. Did you prep for this interview at all? Yeah. yeah. Danny is yeah. Uh, tri-coastal though. <laughs> He's from LA. He lives in Chicago and he has family in Massachusetts. Yeah. So he is. He's traveling. Skin the full, yeah. Yeah, I've never left Chicago. I've never been on a plane, a train. I've barely been in a car. (laughs) (laughs) I spent the first 20 years in the basement. Just the water taxis going around the... um, (laughs) Not the hot tub ones. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. I was like, no. (laughs) That's how I get around these days, baby. Just when you thought you couldn't couldn't catch enough from the Chicago River, we put you in a hot tub. (laughs) Floating down the river. That's Tim's side hustle. Uh, Yeah, the petri dishes on the river. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) Camped out in the the playpen. It's like, oh, my God. Um, We brought the playpen (laughs) into the river, baby. Oh, no. Um, so yeah, like, uh, so you can definitely, you know, but I, I like to think though, well, okay, London, I mean, like London yeah, is right. definitely a lot different. Um, but you just kind of have to read and you see, you know, but yeah. they are pretty subtle nuances for That's sure. Cool. But the actual like infatuation, you know, hopefully reads like, like a friend, you know, like you're having a conversation with yeah. someone who, who's, you know, not, who's just like a friend, yeah. a friend who really yeah. loves restaurants. I it's appreciate the voice. language and the rating format and stuff. Good. Yeah. And yeah, I think there's like, honestly, it's just fun to like read the engagement on the socials to see kind of where people are at. <laughs> it can be very fun. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, I, if I had like written these pieces, I'm sure I would read it differently, but just out of curiosity as someone else who's, you know, going out to new places or wherever you're like, Oh, it's interesting. And then people being like, super supportive like that place is the best there this yeah. is the best or people being like what like right. people get so out that might know, be outraged. my guilty pleasure is watching oh, watching comment fiascos unfold 100 uh, danny and i generally it's, share those with each oh, other they're so good <laughs> no i know i can think of a few i, oh, I especially incredible. when we're not involved yeah it's that's really the nice. best, yeah sure. but it's, yeah of course <laughs> it goes without saying. Like, yeah. i mean i can't tell you how many times we would like you know post a guide and everyone's like you know, you didn't put this place on. It's like we did. It's in uh, the guide. It's just not like on on the screen that you're looking at right now. Yeah, like it's not <laughs> in that screenshot yeah, that you sent. You know, um, <laughs> it just has one of the places. And so that's why you have to. And it's such a. And I'm sure you hear this from your guests a lot. It's so loud and so small. You know, it's such a small subsection of who's that like reading true. our content, and it is so loud. And it's very easy to forget that this is not this isn't real, you yeah, know, and for sure, whoever has enough time to be arguing with a food site is like, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah there's like usually something GTFO. GTFO indeed. So is there anything else that we haven't covered before we hit the activity round? Best part of your job. It's a two parter and worst part of your job. Um, best part of my job is of course eating out at restaurants all the time, being able to visit restaurants. Um, and, and having it paid for. And <laughs> which is like it's that's true yes, yeah i mean a, a lot of <laughs> writers up, yeah. a lot of writers aren't given that uh what is right the word? well and that's where you i mean i'm, we're, I'm grateful that <laughs> yeah, we are budget, you, i guess privilege. I'm, I'm grateful that we're uniquely positioned so that we can actually visit all the places 
or you know we can visit places the way we would yeah. like. and and i also want to say too that the other best part of my job is that i'm working with like incredibly creative people like the i'm not just talking like the writers like everyone on the team like across all the markets they are so fun and smart it's just such a great group and it's been a great group since i started there and it's just the culture of it's really cool um and i'm inspired every day so that's that's really fun and that's even our like finance person um Shout out to Ruby. I mean, she's hilarious. It's just like everyone is just really cool. So those are the two best parts of of my job and including like the Chicago team. Like I love the Chicago team. They are great. They're so funny. And like, it's just, it's just cool. Yeah. Worst part of my job. um, Currently, you know, the hardest thing for me is that because I have taken a more um, like strategic role, um, there's something about kind of being like, oh, I didn't write that review. Like there's just like a little oh. bit of like having to like let go a little <laughs> yeah. bit of um that's I mean it's not a bad part but it's just sort of like a like oh okay like I just have to be like that is I'm like watching that kind of sunsetting some of my bylines is like a little it's a little like end of an era you know yeah, kind of thing um but it's also like not the infatuation Adrian you know so that's fine yeah all right, all right. now we're ready for the gratuity round. This episode of Joiners is brought to you by Stock Manufacturing, makers of fine hospitality workwear. You obsess over the details in your space, so why stop at your staff's uniforms? Stock has something for every aesthetic. From fine dining to a corner cafe, they've got you covered. Choose from in-stock ready-to-wear options or design the perfect custom uniform for your team. For more information, visit stockmfgco.com. Are you familiar? No. Okay. These are hard-hitting questions. Oh, no. We're starting with, what is your death row meal? <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, my death row meal, God, it's going to be dessert. It's going to be Ooh, matcha okay. mochis from um, Aya Pastry. Okay. Oh. Nice. Like, You're just ever, I love Aya. I, I love it's close, Aya. Yeah. Oh, and they have no. a drive-through, which is so nice. It's just I I I'm a, I have a huge sweet tooth, and so I could and and also I find sugar to be moon and mind altering. So like maybe that'll help, you know, <laughs> be inevitable. Like hallucinogenic. Well, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's like mood and mind you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, sugar's like sugar has a has an yeah, effect sugar on high. me. Yeah, okay. right. So I'm like, ever heard the phrase sugar high? Term? Yeah. I'm so not I would. Familiar with so that I would. Term. Sorry. <laughs> I would do not. I would just do a ton of desserts i would do like i have pastries like one that comes to mind um you know maybe like jean like i don't know if you know jean bakery up in um up in lakeview but mm-hmm. i would do like probably their like oh the mango chiffon mm. um you know some cookies um yeah nice that's a great answer <laughs> that is a good answer <laughs> what is your favorite hidden gem restaurant at the moment um you know i always i always get I'm always hesitant to say like something's a hidden gem because there's always been like yeah. 3,000 people who pop and they're like, okay, like we've been knowing about this place. So I'm I'm a little cautious about that. But I would say um, El Tragon, which is like a taqueria. And mm-hmm. I'm, I've like, had it. Yeah. It's in a gas station. You're like, that is not a hidden gem, Adrian. No. <laughs> just yeah. um, well, I think you guys wrote about it. I think that's why we I did. ended up there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, well, there you go. There yeah. you go. So <laughs> Although I be... didn't get it. I think you were supposed to get a burrito. I think I did tacos. We did tacos takeout. Did you like it? 
Um, <laughs> I oh, wish no. I had gotten the burrito. Uh, <laughs> but also, shame, no, no, no. Shame it, on me for asking the no, I do question. Not, if, you didn't, if you didn't volunteer would, how yeah, amazing was like, it was. That's a big mistake, Sorry. Yeah. No, I did. I do need to go back because I got it for the team and I brought it back to the office and it was like not fresh. Maybe, yeah. yeah, it wasn't fresh. So I, okay. it's not a fair assessment. So I will say El Tragon is one of my favorite, like newer, quote, hidden gems. What's um, the order? Okay. Oh, the Chilaquilas for me in a burrito. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then also like an old school hidden gem, which you guys are probably very familiar with. And I know that um, our writer John is a huge fan of as well is Susie's Noon Hour Grill up in Rogers Park. Um, it's like a Korean diner, like breakfast spot, cash only. It's run by uh, one yeah, woman. Yeah, I need to go there. Oh, yeah. Please go there before. I mean, it can't last forever, man. Yeah. Get there while you can. Um, I love that place. I just love everything about that place. I love the food. I love the, the deal. I love the way it just doesn't care about yeah. your convenience. It's just great. Um, and then I don't know if I would call this a hidden gem, but like, a, it's not a hidden gem, but I'm just going to shout them out anyways. I love Pravare on, in Westtown. Do you guys like that place? I've never been. I don't know it. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, um, you know, it's just one of those places where you're kind of like, some people write about it. Some people don't, but I just keep telling people to go there. You what know? is it? What it's like a, it's like a Creole, like, or, you know, Creole Italian kind of mashup. They just moved. Mm. Um, they were in like a smaller spot. Now they're in a larger spot, but it's just got like such a good, the food is really like good and comforting and they've got such a lovely vibe there. Um, and it's fun. It's just like a fun spot. It's like, it, it just, it works and I really like it. And, um, I took my father, like my husband and my father-in-law went and they had a great time. And like, they're two people, like it just, it just works. It's just yeah. a great spot. That's, cool. That's a great tip. Uh, favorite fast food? Ooh, um, how are we defining fast food? Like, mm, does it, you say what you like and I'll tell you if it's fast food <laughs> or not. Okay, Culver's. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah Butterburger, Culver's. Oh, oh. <laughs> we are pointing to the do you plushies think, that Do you think it was an organic to... answer? Do you think I was being like, like yeah, subliminally affected? No, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I did like live in Wisconsin. Yeah, so yeah I figured that you know, it was going to be a Culver's. It's the best. Answer. And what's yeah. the order? Um, Butterburger, um, cheese curds, and then a chocolate malt with extra mm, malt. Nice. It's a great order. What do you think is the next restaurant trend? We talked about omakase is moving in. Well, I think, we, I, I don't know that I would say it's the next trend. I, I think um, I think we're going to continue to see more and more tasting menus in different formats continue yeah. on. I, you know, is that a trend? It's been happening. Um, I think, of course, like non-alcoholic drink programs and totally. like, like NA bars, I think are absolutely going to be a thing. Food influencer pet peeve. Um, I, you know, I try, I try not to, I, it, <laughs> it's a tough question. It's a tough question because I, I think it's just more of like a holistic, like the lack of transparency, I think is yeah. the, I think yeah. is the, um, the largest sort of like the pet peeve where it's kind of really blurs the line of like, you know, is this a real opinion um kind of thing so i think like a lack of transparency is my food influencer pet peeve yeah um, you know i also just i just can't stand it when it's just the same like cheese bull oh, sorry you know like gooey and like visceral sort of like food imagery is not for me but that's yeah not my pet peeve. yeah i've had a lot of people reaching out like sending me things on instagram it's like oh should I check this place out or this place got a great review? And I look at like, I'm like, who the hell's reviewing this? It's just like a guy with 300 followers. I'm like, I'm like, this is me. No, I know. Right. And, <laughs> like, which is, what qualifies this person to be? And again, like I, Hey, if you go out all the time, like, sure. I'm like, it's just like a person recommending it to me that works in my office. But when it's like, 
are you here because they paid for you to be here? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, then it's like I certainly, yeah, that's that's where I get where I don't like it. You know, mm-hmm. what's your least favorite food? Some sous vide steak. Yeah. Okay, that's a great answer. Yeah, I, that that is like. I was like really Erling kind of was talking. Yeah, about, right? Erling doesn't oh, really? like any. Yeah, I mean, Tim sous-vide. doesn't remember past episodes. No, but I do. It, <laughs> and I didn't. I did not listen to to that episode. Erling's but, is a good one. Um, my husband did, and he actually said it was really good. But yeah, sous vide steak is absolutely something I'm. Yeah, I have you, to write a note. You, you would have to. You would have to really. Im- yeah, I, I'm just. Yeah, that would be it. My mine are. I don't like eggplant. Okay. I don't like anything that when it cooks down, it loses all consistency. Okay. And okay. that goes for like overcooked zucchini as well. Yeah. I like like a grilled zucchini, but if it's <laughs> go- turning into mush, I do not I, like that. I will say this. I find zucchini to always be a little disappointing when, I mean, I've definitely had great zucchini, but whenever I see like squash, I'm like squash. And it's like summer squash. I know. And yeah. the biggest prank <laughs> <laughs> for me last summer was that was like the one crop that really popped off in our garden we had so many summer squashes and i'm like we were just they were huge too because we wouldn't harvest them and we were like throwing them out in the pasture even the Stomping animals wouldn't them. eat that yeah no good no. Even but but we have to get to the blossoms before and then do squash blossoms mm, that's that is, that's a treat that's true all right getting back on track here uh what is your favorite cocktail mm. i don't drink what is your follow-up question to that, Danny? <laughs> yeah, is there, are there NA drinks that you gravitate Flavor toward? profiles. Um, Have you always not drank? No, I've drank before. Um. <laughs> You're not. That's not unique. Like we've had, yeah, we've no, had plenty yeah, of guests on the pod. Yeah. No, You're not trying to like blow up your spot. <laughs> I know. I know I'm, just, I'm just laughing at that question. Um, my like. No, some people are like, I just, I'm against. So. Yeah. No, I just. Yeah. No, I. I don't drink. Um, I would say that. My go-to, when it comes to like an N.A. cocktail, anything that's not like too sweet, something mm-hmm. that's actually enhancing the food. If it's, you know, I enjoy like going to a restaurant that like takes some care with deciding like how they're going to, you know, if yeah, they're going thoughtful. to do like a, yeah, like a, like a, a spirit-free pairing. Um, but honestly, I, I subsist off of water and black coffee. Okay. That mm. is so like no my, N.A. stuff really. No, I mean. no. Nah. Right, won't cool. even bother. Boom. Uh, all right, we're going to do a cameo question because we did ask on Instagram if people had questions to contribute to the gratuity round. Oh, for, for we, specifically for me? No, this isn't oh. specific to you. Oh, I thought that God. would be too okay. much because then we'd have to like say who the guest is. We like to kind of make it a surprise. Yeah, no, I like that. So um, I have the list. I'm going to pull one that I think would be good for you. Like- um, this is from Aaron R. Parks. Where do you bring your out-of-town guests? Daisies. Ooh. Yeah. I think daisies, especially if it's my, you know, my guests from the coast. I just think daisies is such a great example of like Midwest and delicious. Yes. Yeah. I agree. That is a great one. And you can always get in. I, I mean, I, I make a reservation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Daisies is great. All right. Outside of food, what's your favorite band or musician? Ooh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kick, like, we just got like a record player. Um, so Sturgill Simpson. Very nice. Yeah. Sturgill's, I think that... Uh, I was, Radiohead. I mean, I could go on and on. Yeah, no, those are good. Yeah. I was talking to... Uh, we were talking on the pod about, um, with Matt Edgar, the audio guy, about um, like buying new music on vinyl. And uh, Rob Levitt texted me a picture of Sturgill Simpson's album and said, this is a, an example of a newer album that's very good it's on incredible. vinyl. It's incredible. Yeah, it chills. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Favorite movie? Oh. Oh. That's... Uh, let me think. 
Or it could also be what movie have you seen the most? Oh, which is a, usually not someone's favorite. Which right. It's one of those things. <laughs> Danny's um, is Ratatouille. You're going to have to give me a second. Ratatouille, that's good. <laughs> I don't have like a lot of like comfort movies, if yeah. that makes sense. I don't have stuff that I like really repeat. And I'm kind of, um, you know, when I, you're going to have to give me a second. Yeah, no worries. Take your time. Sorry. Tim's on an exorcist kick. He watches it weekly. No, I watch it daily. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I mean, the, you're, I'm probably like maybe hereditary. Wow, okay. so you like horror movies. Oh, yeah, I like horror, oh, I like sci-fi, I like dark stuff like that. Yeah. I really enjoyed, you know, like, so those aren't exactly like, throw it on. It's no, like my cozy yeah, movie. Yeah, no, does that trickle over to TV? Are you like a true detective person? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like a lot of, and I'm, I'm apt to like forgive. If, if a, I'm, I'm apt to like a lower quality movie that has like those theme or yeah. movie or, or show that has those themes. Um, but yeah, like true detective, um, my, the sci-fi nerd in me, I love, um, for all mankind, which is like an Apple show. It's about like space. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. yeah. That's cool. Fargo. Did you watch the last season of Fargo? I did not watch the last season of Fargo. So it's, it's, it was good. I think the last one I saw was one with like, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Rock. Yeah. No. Oh. Um, uh, Christian Louboutin. The Friday, the Friday, the kid who was on Friday Night Lights, Jesse Plummer, maybe. Oh, Jesse Plummer. Yes, yeah. and like. Uh, yeah, and Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten, exactly. Yes, yes thank what you. That was there? season two. Oh. Yeah, that's like the last full season I watched. Or, so. th- that was, sorry, that was three. So one, two, three are good. Four is bad, which was the last season. Right. And the fifth season that we're currently on is great. Four was Chris Rock in like the 20s. Exactly. That was filmed in front of stock. Yeah. Our, we couldn't park in front of our office for like three months. It was obnoxious. And then I didn't watch the season. And then you just... And it sucked anyway. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all that... Woo! All that inopportune parking <laughs> for nothing. Yeah, all right. And here's our last question. <laughs> okay. If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Probably writing something else. Fiction. fiction? Yeah. Yeah. Specifically. Do you have a novel flash in you? fiction. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Sure I do. It'll yeah, come Yeah, who out. doesn't, right? Like, of course. Yeah. Of course. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. That's why I would be just writing something else. Some fiction. Well, we'll settle for the infatuation for now. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining us yeah, today. Of course. Thanks for having me on. And that concludes our conversation with Adrian Kane from the Infatuation Chicago. Thanks for listening. And remember, check us out on social media. If you didn't see our post last week, we opened the floor to suggestions for gratuity round questions. And uh, the plan is to have cameos each week where we pull some of the questions that are brought up on social media. We got some great questions. We got some inappropriate questions. So it's up to us what we ask. We're going to switch it out each week and do something new. This episode was produced by Matt Haddock, music by Captain Cuts. And of course, the real work is done by the one and only Joe Guzzo III. Thanks for listening. See you next week.